You're listening to the Food Freedom Podcast, hosted by me, Dylan Murphy, Registered Dietitian Nutritionist. Food Freedom Podcast explores the topics of intuitive eating, mindset, and body respect to help you create a lifestyle of lasting food freedom. We believe it's possible to feel confident in your food choices and connected to your body. And here on Food Freedom Podcast, we will show you how. I am a registered dietitian nutritionist and owner of Dylan Murphy Nutrition, a nutrition coaching practice helping women make peace with food, heal their relationship with their body, and create sustainable health habits. We welcome all foods over here, from kale salads to queso and everything in between. Let's dive in. There may be a way you can gain confidence in the kitchen. Now, we've heard it time and time again from clients, from people we talk with on social media. I want new recipe ideas, but everywhere I look, recipes are filled with diet talks, with calorie counts, with all these random ingredients I'd have to go buy at the store. And one thing we decided is it's time that you have a way to create flavor-packed meals that you enjoy that also align with your goal of food freedom. This is where the free method recipe book comes in. This recipe book is designed to support your intuitive eating journey so you can gain confidence in the kitchen. Complete with recipes that emphasize gentle nutrition, you'll find delicious and simple recipes that allow you to win back your time. This recipe book contains no calorie counts, no diet talks, and is full of flavor. So what is included? You'll get four weeks of spring and summer inspired recipes, meals, snacks, desserts that align with your goal of food freedom. You'll get freezer and pantry staples to bring ease to your weeks. You'll also get a gentle nutrition guide that will empower you to build weekly meals and snacks with confidence. And lastly, you'll get the meal planning guide that we use to teach all our free method members how to win back time at the grocery store and in the kitchen. This recipe book launches on May 4th. So to get on the wait list, head to freemethodnutrition.com slash recipe book wait list. And then as a wait lister, you'll get an email on May 3rd with all the information on how to sign up and get it downloaded to your inbox right away. Welcome back to another episode of Food Freedom Podcast. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking about a common question I get a lot, funny enough, on social media of how to navigate social media when it comes to you know diet culture and body image and working towards freedom and healing in your health journey. And gosh, social media can be hard. It can, I feel like social media is this like, awkward middle of like, it can be so great, but it can also be so harmful and triggering and, you know, not supportive in our journey. So what I want to help you with is how can you make sure that your time on social media, that who you invite into your feed help you in your journey instead of pushing you further away from that journey to food freedom, walking away from diets, Because, you know, social media, it's so easy to see things, these perfectly curated pictures and captions, and 
and it can be so alluring and, and oftentimes it can give us this false sense of reality. So what I want to do is just dig into a few tips I have on how to navigate social media and how to really just audit your feed, audit your time on there and see, okay, what here is helping my journey and helping me move closer to this freedom and what is hindering my journey and how can we get rid of or change things that are hindering your journey and make sure we're amplifying things that are helping your journey. So the place I love to start, and we call this like a diet culture detox, is going through your feed and unfollowing accounts that hinder your journey, unfollowing accounts that don't move you closer to food freedom. So this may look like diet accounts. This may look like bloggers that talk a lot about diets they're on or, you know, weight loss journeys, things like that. Um, This may look like, you know, if you've done different diets in the past and maybe You've been put in groups with different people and you follow different people over time. You know, it may look like unfollowing some of them if they are still actively engaging in said diet. And this can be hard, you know, unfollowing, especially if you know some of these people. Like it might be a little easier to hit unfollow, you know, if it's this blogger with, you know, 500,000 followers and you don't really actually know them versus if this is like, a friend or someone you actually went through, you know, let's say some sort of diet program with um, to unfollow them. And I think here it's important to see, okay, how can I make this space the best for me so that when I'm logging in, I don't, you know, see these, these things pop up on my feed of like before and after pictures or weight loss stories or diet tips or all of that. Because I think with this, it's thinking about, okay, where I'm at right now And also like six months from now, a year from now, et cetera, where you may be further along in your journey, but then let's say you hop on social media and some diet post comes up or some, you know, influencer on the beach talking about how she lost weight for this beach trip. And it's so easy for that to kind of trigger old memories or or trigger that insecurity in your body. So I think the more we can just unfollow, hit that beautiful blue unfollow button, or I guess it's not blue once you're following them, but unfollow people that just add clutter to your social media so that when you get on there, it's a more inviting space. It's more welcoming. And with this, I think what can be really important is to ask yourself kind of two different questions here. Um, I think the first question is really getting clear on what your core values are, you know, what's important to you. And then when you're following people on social media or when you're doing an audit and seeing who to unfollow, seeing like, okay, do these people help push me closer to the person I want to be, to the growth I want to achieve? Or does this, does this person not align with me? And with unfollowing someone on social media, it doesn't mean, you know, anything negatively about them. I think you know, it's easy to think of like unfollowing someone as this huge, like, like breakup in a sense, but it's not, it's not to say anything's wrong with that person. You know, I mean, I think a lot of us have been in seasons where we've been very caught up in diet culture. And so we're not saying like they're a bad person. We're just recognizing, okay, what they're promoting right now doesn't help me in my growth and in my journey towards food freedom. So in order to respect myself, I need to unfollow them. 
And then the next question that can be so good to ask yourself and just to to reflect on and to meditate on is, how does the best version of myself navigate social media? So really spend time digging into like, what does that look like? And I think one, knowing social media is a choice. You don't have to be on social media. Now, I think we live in a day and age where it feels like we do. You know, we're missing out on everything. If we're not on Instagram and, you know, every latest and greatest social media platform that comes up. And like I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, I do think there's a lot of good that can come from social media, but just recognizing, okay, I don't have to be on social media, but if I am, if I'm choosing to be on social media, how does the best version of myself navigate it? What does that look like? And we'll kind of dig into that with some of the other points I'll address. But I think that question can just be so good to reflect on of like, what do I want my relationship with social media to look like? How do I want to spend my time? What type of people and things do I want to see when I'm scrolling? How do I want to feel when I leave social media? I think really digging into that can help you then go through and see, okay, so who do I need to unfollow? In order for the best version of myself to navigate social media well, who do I not need to take up space in my feed? What accounts? And then that leads to the second point of adding diversity to your feed. And diversity here can look so many different ways. You know, people who look different than you do. So maybe that is race, that's gender, that's body size, whatever that diversity is, making sure that that's present in your feed. Because I think if, you know, we get on Instagram and all we see are people that look like us, or all we see are people that are super small, thin-bodied people... It's easy to think that that's the norm. It's easy to think, well, everyone looks like that or everyone looks like that in a bathing suit. Everyone has that type of muscle. Everyone has this. Everyone has that. And by adding diversity to our feed, and in this sense, like body diversity to our feed, it helps us realize, okay, bodies come in so many different shapes and sizes and cellulite's normal. And it's normal if I don't have a six pack and it's normal if my arms look, you know, like like whatever they look like, that all of that's so normal. But I think it's so easy to get on Instagram and see this perfectly curated feed of people that look just one way. And, you know, even in looking looking at images like that, we may not realize on the surface how it can impact us, but that can impact us on, you know, a subconscious level where then when we're seeing ourselves in the mirror, when we're looking at ourselves in pictures, when we're deciding what clothes to buy or anything in life, when we're deciding what to eat, it's so easy for those subconscious thoughts that maybe we've developed from social media to impact us. And so I think adding diversity to your feed, and I don't even think that looks like adding tons and tons of dietitians and therapists and and things like that, but just adding people to your feed that have a variety of body sizes, that you know, a variety of ethnicities, genders, everything. So then you're seeing people that don't look just like you. And I think on this note too, remembering that social media can be such a mirage in a sense where, you know, if we're seeing all these, again, perfectly curated pictures, we also don't know if that's like reality (laughs) because there's so much editing that can go on, right, when it comes to social media. And so I think reminding yourself that, but at the same time, that goes back to point one, 
unfollowing triggering accounts because you could see something on social media and know, okay, that's clearly edited. I can tell it's edited, but it can still impact you. It can still lead to thoughts of like, oh, but I wish my body looked like that. Even if we know the body we're looking at isn't even a real body because it's been photoshopped and put through the skinny app and all these different resources, that can still impact us and our thoughts and our beliefs about our own body. So unfollowing triggering accounts, adding diversity to your feed. The third point is setting boundaries. So I think it's very easy, and I think the algorithm on Instagram and the algorithm on TikTok and and things like that set it up so that it is this way, but social media can be so addictive of, you know, you sit down and it's your lunch break and you're thinking, okay, I'm just going to scroll for like five minutes, 10 minutes. Next thing you know, you look up and it's been an hour and it's like, what have I been doing with my time? So I think setting boundaries can be huge. Um, I'll share personally some things that have helped me. So I love my morning time. My morning routine is like my, one of my favorite parts of my day. I get up, make coffee, make breakfast, sit in the front room with Remy and spend some time reading. And it's huge. And it really helps to set the tone for my day. And one thing I've done to really protect that time is I don't get on my phone until typically like an hour or two after I've woken up in the morning. So my phone's my alarm. It wakes me up, but then it stays on my bedside table, stays plugged in on my bedside table while I'm making coffee, while I'm in the front room reading. Because what I found is it's so easy, and I had gotten into such a habit of like rolling over in the morning and first thing, getting on social media, getting on email, spending time on my phone, and then I've laid in bed for like an hour and wasted this vital morning time that can be so great for you know spending time reading and spending time in prayer or meditating or whatever is important to you was then just being wasted scrolling social media. And I think seeing how that can shift your mindset and your mood throughout the day is huge. Same thing goes at night. I I don't get on social media after about 7 or 8 p.m. at night. I just don't get on um, because that's usually time where my husband and I are hanging out. You know, maybe we're watching a TV show. Maybe we're um, going out for ice cream. We're doing something. And I want to make sure I'm present in those moments. My husband and I are both very busy. We work jobs that are very busy and, you know, don't always have traditional like, okay, five o'clock, we're both done. So when we do have time to be together, I want to make sure that we're fully present. Same thing if I'm with friends or, you know, anywhere else, even if I'm just reading by myself, like I want to set that boundary of not getting on social media after seven or 8 PM. Cause then I think that also would lead to like being in my bed, 10 p.m., scrolling social media. That is enough with falling asleep. So I share that knowing like we all have our own individual boundaries. So I want you to find what works for you, but just thinking through what what do I want my time on social media to look like? Do I need to set boundaries of like what time I want to be off at the end of the day or what time I want to get on? One thing I have on my phone too is you can set like – I'm trying to think what it's even called. Like you can set like timers on your phone for different apps of like, okay, my limit is 30 minutes a day, an hour a day, whatever, you know, feels good to you. So then the app, once you've been on it for that allotted 30 minutes, an hour that day, whatever time range feels, feels right. 
it'll notify you that, okay, you've been on it for 30 minutes. Um, and if you're like me, who I have that on my phone, but then it's so easy to click, okay, ignore, keep scrolling. But it can just help give you that reminder of like, okay, let's. I don't want to spend all this time on social media every day. So setting boundaries. And then I think point number four, lastly, is having self-awareness with our time, with our energy, with our emotions is key for navigating social media. And what I mean by that is recognizing, okay, so I am noticing a lot of like jealousy coming up. I'm noticing a lot of comparison. I'm noticing my mood shifting. I probably need to get off social media right now. Like I've been scrolling too much and maybe I need to like do some journaling, do some reflecting, do some affirmations, do something to kind of reset my mindset. So with this, with the self-awareness, I think it's recognizing how social media can impact you and trying to catch yourself in those moments before it leads to a deeper spiral, catching yourself in those moments and recognizing, okay, I'm noticing I'm comparing right now. I'm noticing this is not making me feel great in my body. So what can I do right now to serve myself and help myself move closer to food freedom and confidence in my body? Maybe that looks like, like I mentioned, sitting down, journaling out what you're thinking, journaling out some affirmations, getting off social media. And then I think with this, you know, with the self-awareness, it's going back to points one, two, and three and seeing, okay, based on everything I'm feeling right now, based on the comparison that I was just stuck in, do I need to unfollow this person or certain people that I were, accounts I was seeing? What can I add to my feed to help prevent this comparison to help me see that that all bodies exist, that there's not just one body size? And what boundaries do I need to set to help, you know, control the time that I'm on social media? And so I think self-awareness can almost like tie the bow on, on points one, two, and three of really digging into like, okay, how do I notice my time on social media impacting my energy and my emotions throughout the day? And then based on that awareness what can I do? Do I need to unfollow? Do I need to add people to my feed? Do I need to take a break from Instagram? You know, like I mentioned at the beginning, being on social media is a choice. And so recognizing, okay, do I need to take like a month off or a week off? Or, you know, do I just need to spend less time? Like maybe I had my timer set to an hour every day. Maybe I need to reduce it to 30 minutes. Maybe that's all I need. Um, Just seeing like what, based on the thoughts you're having, what can you do with them now? So again, the four four main pointers that I talked about, so unfollowing triggering accounts, adding diversity to your feed, setting boundaries, and having self-awareness with your time, your energy, your emotions. And I think this, you know, these four points are kind of the tip of the iceberg when it comes to navigating social media. And again, I think it's so important to dig into the question, how does the best version of myself navigate social media? Because I think that'll help give you so much clarity as you then see, okay, who do I want in my feed? What type of people, what type of accounts do I want in my feed? And and based on that answer, what type of people and accounts do I not want in my feed? How can I make social media a place that helps push me closer to my body image goals, to my goals of food freedom, so that it doesn't become a comparison trap? So I hope this 
episode was helpful. I know social media can be so hard to navigate. And like I said, there's so much good, but there's also so much you know, negative that can come with it. And so I so encourage you to take each four of these tips and apply them to your social media today. Thank you so much for listening to our show. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Food Freedom Podcast. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at Free Method Nutrition for more inspiring content on food freedom, intuitive eating, body respect, and many other things. If you're curious how you can support our podcast and help it to reach more people like you, we would love if you would take a minute to rate and review the show. We drop new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe so you always catch our latest conversations. See you next episode.